What is up, everyone? Alex here, back again with another Sports Talk with Cousin Eddie. I believe this is episode 14 of our first season, and got quite a bit to cover today. A um, few different segments that have been coming up in the sports news recently. Obviously, over the last few episodes, I've touched on some of the issues of racism, the whole George Floyd case and everything happening there. Um, and it seems like as a result of all that's happened with everything going on in the U.S. with social injustice and everything, it's affecting sports in quite a big way. And I think I'll get into that right now with the NBA. I know that Adam Silver released a statement saying that they're going to do everything in their power to push this movement and hope that with the NBA going on, they can hopefully allocate some of that money to injustices like the NAACP, BLM, other movements. Um, And I think all of that is great. What One thing I just don't understand is Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie, he has been trending today on Twitter quite a bit for some of his own statements. But I know that the other day he said he wasn't interested in playing this 22-game series. He didn't want to be a part of it, and he wasn't going to report to camp because he thought that the NBA playing would take away from everything that's going on in the U.S., Um, which I sort of understood that stance, but at the same time, a lot of other people were against what he was going for. I know that Austin Rivers spoke out saying that he wanted to play. Uh, Damian Lillard wanted to play. Kuzma said he wanted to play, although I don't think anyone really cares what Kuzma has to say. Um, But, I mean, one thing I've noticed is that Kyrie, he's always just trying to make this shit about himself. So he said the other day that he didn't want to be playing, and now all of a sudden, apparently it was reported by Shams and other uh, Big J journalists that Kyrie now does want to play, but he wants to start his own league. When I heard that, I'm like, what in the LeVar Ball, Big Baller brand is going on here? Why are we all of a sudden jumping to conclusions that we should do our own thing? And Kyrie, I mean, what happened to you know, avoiding playing to raise awareness for social and social injustice. Like now you start in your own league. Isn't that also going to take away from the movement? So I don't really know what he's going for here. I probably need to read up on it a bit more to see why he would want to start his own league. I don't really know who'd pay the salaries. I'm guessing that money could come from like sponsorships and, uh, you know, people could film it and I'm sure, shoe brands, athletic brands would probably offer some sort of compensation if players just wanted to throw something together. Um, who knows? Maybe LeVar could run it. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was just kind of my point there. I don't really know what Kyrie's doing. I feel like he always just wants to do, uh, he wants to take the load re- the road less traveled. And I think perfect examples are him being a flat earther, him always just wanting to go against what his Celtics teammates wanted Um, but that's kind of my take there Kyrie just being a little obnoxious as usual and then another thing I wanted to talk about was switching gears here to the NFL Roger Goodell I think this was like a week ago that he announced that the NFL would donate 250 million over the next 10 years which really I mean it's not that much money and Goodell, he's taken a lot of heat for not apologizing to Kaepernick, which he definitely needs to. Um, and so I think this $250 million, which I'd love to see the percentage of revenue that is, like a projection of true value of money or like some annuity 
for what the NFL is projected to make over the next 10 years, but uh, that's definitely an insignificant amount for them. And that's actually $100 million less than Roger Goodell's salary over the next 10 years. Goodell makes $35 million a year. The NFL is donating $25 million to BLM with this. So Goodell still has $10 million to spend on alien porn or whatever it is he spends on a daily basis. Um, so that was just another, another note there is that the NFL kind of did a cop out here by donating some money when really that's not going to address the issue. I think that Goodell is going to be in for a world of hurt when, when the NFL returns. Um, and then last thing that I wanted to just touch base on was the MLB. I talked about this earlier on, uh, one of my first video recordings ever, but, Rob Manfred and what he's doing with the M- with the MLB, um, you know, it's terrible with what the owners are doing, in the sense that they're just being selfish. They <clears throat> they don't want to play the season because it's money out of their pocket. Whereas the players, the players have a lot more to lose, and so because these owners have leverage, they're just saying, "Screw it, we're not going to pay you guys your 100% prorated salary for 80 games." We're only going to give you 50 games if you want your 100%. Um, and I just think it's bullshit. Like, the MLB has always failed in the sense that they never think long-term. They never think about growing the game. For the owners, it's just about money in their pocket and maximizing the total amount that they can make um, instead of thinking about actual exposure. And we saw the same thing with them, you know, having all the copyright laws and not letting fans post to social media. Um, and they're never thinking about actually growing and trying to get bigger over time. And as a result, they've really lost a lot of the youth. They've lost a lot of the young audience. Um, baseball was something that I would watch growing up, but I'm going to be honest, like the NBA and NFL have become my two favorite sports. And I think a big part of it is just the lack of exposure on social media. We see uh, NBA, NFL clips all the time on Instagram posted everywhere, but we never really see anything unless it's from the actual MLB page. And so baseball is really missing out right now. Like They're really screwing themselves over by not playing a season because they could be getting so much exposure. Um, but... That's just what they're going to do. They're going to be stubborn. These owners are going to say, you know what, my way or the highway. Um, And so that might just be the case. But that's really all I had for you all on this Tuesday afternoon. Um, Appreciate everyone for listening, and we'll see you soon. What is up, everyone? This is another Sports Talk with Cousin Eddie. It's been quite a while, and I feel like I say that almost every time I put together one of these podcasts now. Um, it's been tough being consistent just with the fact that I've got a lot of other stuff going on with quarantine, being here with the folks. I can't always get a podcast off. But anyways, I wanted to read to y'all this article that I wrote a few days ago, um, which is catching quite a bit of attention uh, because it's kind of a debatable topic that I put out, very controversial. And the title of it is, These are the top five fast food restaurants in the nation, no debate. So I'm going to dive in, and um, I might offend some people with this list of fast food restaurants. If you're an employee at one of these spots, then I'm sorry if you're not on the list. I'm sorry if you're not number one. Um, All these places are great, but there had to be a top five. 
So just to preface the article, I mean, after after going on Twitter a few weeks ago and seeing Simp Pilgrim, the list that he made of the top 370 porn stars, that show went viral. It was talked about on Pardon My Take. It was all over the internet. People kind of debating. There were even like porn stars in his mentions. I know that Sarah J started trending as a result of the whole thing. Um, but as a result of him making that whole list on his Twitter account, I was inspired to make a list of my own, which isn't nearly as dirty. It's just dirty in a different kind of way, a dirty fast food kind of way. So before I dive right in, I want to, before I dive in and list out my top five fast food restaurants, I want to be clear that this is a list of traditional fast food with air quotes. So this is places across the country. And I also want to explain here right up front that I'm not talking about a fast casual chain. So you won't see a place like Chipotle or Subway even, or like a Panera. I put Subway in there too, even though it is lower quality, but places where you are standing at a counter and kind of getting to choose what you want um, I, I wouldn't consider that like fast food. So I wouldn't, I don't even have Panda on my list cause I don't view that as like a traditional fast food place. Um, I also do want to clarify that this is traditional fast food joints, meaning it's a, like a cheap burger or like a $1 taco. Those are the main menu items. So you're not going to see some of the powerhouses like, like a Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, Canes, KFC, I know those are all chicken places, but but I kind of view those places as a tier above where they don't really have cheap menu items, and I think the quality of those places is a bit above um, what you would get at like, I don't know, a McDonald's or something. Uh, so you might argue with me on that, but I'm not considering those chicken places as traditional fast food. So... That's enough prefacing. Let's just dig into the masterpiece that I wrote here. And so here are the top five. So at number five, we've got Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. And my brother informed me that this is called Hardee's in the Midwest. I always know it as Carl's Jr. being in Portland slash L.A. Um, but apparently it's called, you know, Hardee's in another part of the country. So... My review for Carl's Jr. and why it's number five, uh, I'm a big fan of chicken. That's probably the main thing that I get. So they do have pretty solid chicken tenders when I've been there. And I also really enjoyed their like Western bacon cheeseburger. I've had that maybe once or twice. Um, you know, it's not bad, but it's not great. I think like we're decent would be a pretty good slogan for Carl's Jr. if they were putting together some more commercials. But you know, I really can't remember the last time I went to a Carl's Jr. I don't really go there that often. I I don't even know if they have any near where I live uh, in Los Angeles. So I, I can't tell you the last time I've even seen one. But like growing up in Portland, I'd go a couple times. Uh, and they also, they do have good advertisements, or at least they did when I used to watch TV a lot. They've always got the supermodels digging into a burger, which I'm sure it was fake meat or something. Um, but moving right along, so number five, that was Carl's Jr. Number four on my list, I've got Taco Bell. And people might be mad that I've got my list here as low as it is. Um, 
I'm probably upsetting some some diehard T-Bell fans here, but the the issue that I have with Taco Bell is that when your restaurant only sounds good at 1 a.m. or later, you know, that's that's probably not a great sign. I don't think I've ever actually eaten Taco Bell when the sun was out. Uh, I think I might have had their breakfast maybe once. I had a coupon or something, but nothing to write home about there. So one upside that I did list out for T-Bell is that it caters to the drug guys out there. I mean, I don't smoke weed, but I've heard from a lot of my criminal friends that that T-Bell is the ultimate weed food. So I realize that any fast food's probably great while you're high as balls, but apparently apparently T-Bell is a, a tier above the rest when you're blazed out of your mind. So I, I, once again, I want to emphasize I don't smoke, um, and I'm not saying that because my mom listens to the pod or anything, but I don't smoke, but I'm sure T-Bell is great for weed guys. And it's definitely the go-to place for munchies, uh, but to me, there's other fast food places that have more of a complete package and just a bit more to offer in general. So for number three, I had Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box had some of the best like old school commercials. I was, before recording this, I was looking through some of their old ads. And my guy Jack, he was a savage back in the day. Uh, there's a clip I have here where he beats the shit out of some dude at his house because the guy went on the air and called Jack in the Box junk in the box. Uh, And my man Jack, he just wasn't tolerating that. So he had to beat some dude up. And then let's see here. As far as like the food goes at Jay and the B, once again, damn good chicken. The tenders there are undeniably good. Uh, And for me personally, I mean, Jack in the Box, there's a lot of them in LA, at least the the two apartments I've lived in, there's been two that have been walking distance. Um, so if I'm really feeling like a fat ass, I'll go there. I'll get chicken strip meal and an extra sandwich if I'm feeling real hefty, feeling like Andy Reid. Um, the shit there just hits, and I can't say Jack in the Box has ever uh, let me down in terms of quality, whereas like T-Bell sometimes is off and on. Uh, Carl's Jr., I don't really go there enough, but... I feel like Jack in the Box is very consistently good. Um, and like I mentioned, quite a few in L.A., so sometimes I'll even walk there and, and sit with all the homeless people. Okay, so then number two, we have got McDonald's at number two. I'm sure a lot of people were expecting that to be number one, but that is my number two. And we've got the Golden Arches there at Numero Dos, and... The biggest thing here is when I think of America, I think of McDonald's. They're they're one in the same, interchangeable, uh, one-to-one ratio there. So one thing that I've noticed, especially being home with my family, is that I always am feeling in the mood to, to F up some McNuggets. Like even after we have a light dinner or something, McNuggets just always sound incredible to me, even after I've just had dinner. And another thing about McDonald's that other places don't have is the all-day breakfast, which, you know, that's incredible in itself. Who doesn't want a McMuffin at 8 p.m.? Some fucking fitness guru is probably like, oh, don't eat that. But no, I mean, McDonald's is, it's undeniably good. And 
The other thing, too, is that people will always talk down about McDonald's specifically. All fast food, but McDonald's is a specific target just because they're, they're probably the biggest. Um, my thing here is that everyone talks down on it, but I feel like everyone secretly loves the stuff. Like, nobody admits to loving it, yet somehow McDonald's serves 68 million people a day. Like, I don't think any... That doesn't really add up there if you... Uh, you know what I mean. Jim Gaffigan has a great bit where people are just ashamed to to admit they love McDonald's, but I'm a huge fan. I'm all there for it, and that's my number two. And then at the one spot, we've got the Ginge, Wendy's. Wendy's is my number one. When it comes to nationwide chains, there's nothing better than Wendy's. As you can tell from my previous rankings, I'm a big chicken guy. The burgers, they don't always do it for me. Uh, which is ironic enough because Burger King probably has my favorite burger out of all these fast food places, but they don't even make my top five list. The Whopper is pretty dank, but I, I'm not a huge fan of anything else that's there. So chicken was a big factor in my decision making. I'm sure if people listening were to make their own list, maybe it'd be different if you do prefer uh, burgers as opposed to to a chicken entree but it's my list deal with it and then the biggest thing for me too is just the variety with wendy's i feel like in addition to the food they take the cake for the dessert category which which is a pretty good pun saying cake dessert yeah that's pretty good so when it does come to desserts though there's no better fast food than wendy's dairy queen i realize has the blizzards which probably compete but Dairy Queen's food is a complete joke. I don't know anyone who's ever gone there for a burger or something. Um, Dairy Queen's also only open to like 9 p.m. in Portland, which I'm not 80 years old, so that doesn't really help me out. But anyways, Wendy's has the best dessert. The Frosty is the best dessert item out of any fast food chain, in my opinion. Uh, not a liquid, it's a sockwood, but... My last thing I'll say on this list, and I'll I'll do the rundown really quick here, but before I get any hate on my number one is Wendy's, I realize people might say like, oh, they're against the LGBT community, and Chick-fil-A is also against them. How do you have them at number one? But uh, here's, a, here's a question I have for anyone listening. Does Wendy's political stance, does that make their food any less desirable? Uh, quick answer. Quick answer is no. No, it doesn't. And I'm not going to cancel a fast food chain unless their food actually creates a problem for me. Like if I get bad gas or something, then then fair enough, I'll, I'll stop going there. But I don't care about a fast food chain's human rights or political decisions. All fast food joints, we know they treat their employees like shit, so of course they're going to treat other people like shit as well. But I don't care about a food joint's generosity and what their mission statement is. If it's dank, put it in the tank. So once again, if you've listened up to this point, I really appreciate you guys taking a listen here. Uh, hopefully you agree with everything on my list. Otherwise, you're just plain wrong. So to recap there, it was number five, Carl's Jr., number four, Taco Bell, number three, Jack in the Box, two, McDonald's, and one was Wendy's. Wendy's is number one. If you disagree, you are wrong. Thanks again for listening.